Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert. I'm joined, as always, by JD, by God, Oliva. How you doing, JD? I'm good. I got a puppy. Yeah. Yeah, a cute puppy at that. Yes, he's adorable. His name is Astro. Nice. I dig that name, too. It's, um, so we let my kid choose it. We let Andy choose it. He, uh, he's been wanting a puppy for a while because we lost our two dogs over the summer. And, uh, it's been a rough, it was rough for him, you know, learning to, you know, five-year-old learning to deal with death. And then my wife's been trying to get on with all these rescues and we finally got a call back on one of them. So we showed him the picture and we're like, yeah, he's a, he's a German shepherd mix, buddy. What do you want to name him? And I honest to God thought he was going to name him Darby. I honest <laughs> to God thought he was going to do that. And he goes, shepherd. My first tournament was at Shepherd High School, which is true. And there are the astronauts. His name after Alan B. Shepherd. He goes, I want to name him Astronaut. <clears throat> so we're like, how about we call him Astro for short? And he right. went, okay. So <laughs> it was unexpected, but you let a six-year-old name a dog and you get an interesting name sometimes. But he, I, it works because he's a little space cadet. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a great name. That's a yeah. great name for a dog, Astro. I like it. Yeah, it's cute. He's been a good boy. Yeah, man. Um, speaking of cute, I actually I don't know how to segue this. Tonight's episode was good. <laughs> it was adorable. <laughs> it was an adorable. No, it was. I thought tonight's episode was really good. I yeah. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the show tonight, man. It was it was a good a uh, good good episode. I think this is one of the best promo episodes Impacts had in the year. I think that we've been doing this show. I really do. I really think yeah. the promos really carried this show. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought that there was a, the the Alexander promo, which obviously we'll get into, and then of mm-hmm. course the Bullet Club promo I thought was really good, and then uh, and then the main event between Eddie and Swan was a damn good main event. I loved that match. It yes, really it was. Yeah, I yes, got, it I got, was. I got really into it, and even though I am also pretty tired right now, <laughs> but I uh, I got really into that match, and so uh, yeah, uh, all up and down. I I really enjoyed the episode, man. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, so on tonight's BTI, Jordan Grace took on Havoc and beat her. Cool. And that was talking BTI. Thank you, everybody, for talking BTI with us. All right, so we get right to it, man. Opening video recap: Josh Alexander's return to Impact Wrestling at the end of a Merce, Moose Merce, Moose Merce. Merce. Moose versus Heath in the main event of Sacrifice. Merce. Um, if you guys watched Sacrifice um, and you're a Patreon subscriber, you already know this. I actually did a solo uh, review show on on our Patreon. Well, if you're listening to us right now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, the, the free version of this episode, we're going to go ahead and tack that on from Patreon. We're going to go ahead and tack that on uh, to the end of this episode. So stick around if, uh, if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Patreon folks, just stick around for the normal stuff that we do at the end of these episodes but uh i i really did like sacrifice i thought that was a, a really good show with uh, alexander returning being the the best moment of the show um i do encourage everybody to go out of the way to watch that so good, a well good, good bo- a well booked show a well booked show yes uh, all up and down i i really dug it man yeah. Uh, Josh Alexander opened the show in the ring. He said that the only thing that has been on his mind for a while has been the world title and defeating Moose. And while at home, he had come to peace with the idea and may never get a chance at the title again. But the only thing uh, he couldn't ignore was his kid asking him about regaining the title. But now he finally had a date, and that was the date of the Rebellion pay-per-view. Um, strong promo here by Alexander, man. Uh, he... 
he uh, goes into some some really deep stuff there, and then Honor No More interrupts him. Um, and Eddie Edwards with Honor No More complained that Alexander has been handed everything since day one, and he hasn't earned anything. And Alexander countered by saying that Edwards only had excuses because he got lazy, probably why he wears a t-shirt when he wrestles. Um, that he should have used that line, by the way. I think that I would have went for that one. I I agree because he was he cut down Taven later on in this, so he's uh yeah. if we're gonna go gall out, start yeah. insulting people left and right. Yeah, Alexander countered, oh, said he got lazy and couldn't capitalize when Eddie Edwards had received shots, which is true. Ed Edwards did have a shot at turning point against Moose. He didn't get it. And then Taven intervened, called him a Melvin, uh, which is his line, and said that uh, they made fun of Alexander for having title reigns longer than his. Alexander, then, uh, it's not here in the recap. I don't know how the hell they missed this in the recap uh, on here on The Observer, but Alexander hit back with the line of the decade was saying, yes, your 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 reign was longer than mine, but when you were the champion, you killed your company. Um, you put the company out of business. Yeah, you put the yes. company out of business. Uh, they all started fighting. Team Impact comes down, and then, of course, Scott Demore came out and told everybody to cut the shit. Eddie Edwards and Rich Swan is going to be in the main event, and Mac versus King is right now. Uh, strong way to open the episode, man. I really thought Josh Alexander uh, hit this nailed his promo his return promo he's been, he's gotten to be such a good promo since he's been an impact he just keeps getting better and better um i i loved everything about this yeah good white meat baby face promo right mm -hmm. you know tried and true some nice little zingers a couple more would have been all right like you said <clears throat> the uh the eddie edwards line is just sitting there right yeah. just take it um you notice eddie's got the the davy richards lines in his hair now yeah yeah interesting Perhaps that's for a reunion of some sort. Um, so, yeah, I, I dug this. I liked I like Josh. There's a lot of Scott stuff that I'm intrigued with. I, I continue to be intrigued with the Scott Moore character, and that always kind of keeps me guessing. Right. Yeah. This felt very much like a like a late 90s Raw where they come in with no plan. And we're going to have this. You're going to be the main event. And you're <laughs> going to be this match right now. And you're going to do this later. It's like, what did you plan on before the show? Right. Yeah. Did you just now start booking the episode? <laughs> like, I know that's how it is in WWE. Like, I know they just show up for work and they're like, okay, what are we doing tonight? I don't know. Like, right. But it, um, I don't know. It was fine. I like the chaotic energy of it all. It was fun. It was a real fun intro. I, I think that the chaotic energy, that's a good term because I felt Thank like you. that was missing from impact for most of last year. I agree with you. It was, it was really, they're making matches with people just bumping into each other backstage, kind of lazy style booking. But this one, everything's kind of intertwined and it's chaos. So you never, even though it's not live, it's like, if you don't really watch the, or pay attention to the spoilers, you never really know what's going to happen next. And uh, <laughs> I feel like they got kind of a, a chaotic and, energy to to the episode and um and it's become more fun this year in 2022 uh, thanks in large part to the honor no more faction and then of course now the bullet clubs in so yeah uh, good good stuff yeah i took the words out of my mouth man i agree 100 <laughs> percent uh willie mack uh, defeated kenny king um uh, th this match was okay. It, it was, a, I would say, a pretty solid match. Um, we'll go to the end here. King and Max traded uh, strikes until King dropped Mac with a power slam for a two count. King followed with a discus elbow and a T-bone suplex, but King couldn't properly pin Mac. I, you know, I thought that was a pretty good detail right there with uh, Brian Hebner, the referee. Um, he didn't allow the pin because, uh, you know. King was not covering Mac fully, and then Mac's shoulder was kind of up a little bit, and then King was kind of tired, and he just gave up on the pinfall. So um, weird, yeah, it, it was kind of weird. But uh, Hebner was not allowing it to happen a lot of times. In other companies, you'll see the referee just not care. But uh, you know, obviously Hebner's not putting up with that. Um, 
So he released, went for a top turnbuckle, only to crash and burn when Mac, uh, when Mac dodged him. Mac hit the stunner and the six-star frog splash for the win. Yeah, uh, right here says, okay, match. I agree. This was okay. It was fine. Um, I kind of wish Kenny King had won. I kind of wish... I wish we were booking, um, I don't know, more stronger. Yes. Right? I wish they were... <clears throat> excuse me, I got stuff in my throat tonight. Um, I wish they were just kind of running through impact like a buzzsaw right now, so it really felt insurmountable until, you know, your hero rises up. So, I mean, like, um, this isn't like 50-50 booking, but it, it's kind of like a 50-50 booking, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I wish our, our lead heel faction was just presented as unstoppable at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, because like OGK losing a sacrifice and this and just it feels a little too even. I wish we had more insurmountable odds. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I, I would have went with King here and I would have went with OGK at sacrifice. I disagree with both those finishes. So um, Moose approached him more and tried to get Alexander punished for a uh, for getting a contract with impact behind Demore's back. But Demore told Moose that he knew about it the whole time. Uh, and that he was a part of it, and he's excited and happy that uh, Alexander is here, which is not exactly what happened after Sacrifice whenever the Impact cameras were um, were trying to get Demore's uh, opinion about this. So something's going on here, but uh, he, he said is, that... Go ahead. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. And I'm like, yeah. I still, I'm still Team Scott as a heel, right? And I think we, we have a later segment with Moose, that is uh it feels like he's like yeah yeah this is good this is good or the same segment this is good right but it wasn't it didn't feel like that way to sacrifice it hasn't felt that way for months mm-hmm. but here we are like if he's so stoked to get josh back in the company why was he out if he's so stoked to have josh have this title match why didn't he just give it to him in the first place why did he have to run through i mean like Jonah was cool. Suzuki was cool. <laughs> but I mean, like Charlie Hoskins, so it, it felt like yeah. why did, okay. If Scott's not being a heel, I want a storyline explanation for why all this happened other than what well, we just had to buy time until we wanted to give you the match. It <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense. No, so doesn't. if you can give me that, yes, Scott is a heel, which is still where everything is pointing. I'm good. I'm good. I like it. But until then it's still, it's still a little wonky with me, but it's got still got that potential to be really good. So, you know. yeah, Demore asked Moose to sign the contract uh, for the match at Rebellion, and it'd be he better it it'd be better if he did it in private. Um, and Moose was like, "Well, we're not going to do a ceremonial thing in the ring." And Scott's like, "Well, no, I like the pomp and circumstance too, but I think it's better for you that you know you we don't do it in the ring." And he threatened that if Moose doesn't sign, he'll strip him of the title. So uh, now we're going to have the whole story. Will Moose sign the contract? Which he will. Um, but <laughs> A episodic story, right? Serialized. That's something that everybody yeah. gets wrong. Like media degree JD coming through. Episodic means the episodes are each individual thing can exist on its own. Serialized storytelling is when things build from one to the next. Pet peeve. Everybody gets it wrong. Drives me nuts. Wow, I just got I just got shamed by JD by God Oliva by a I've been doing it left and right tonight, apparently. <laughs> yeah. By by best selling author. Well, I didn't know that that's what it was. I thought it was episodic. Well, because well, Michael Cole's every, been telling me forever that because it's episodic it's, television. Because it's raw well, raw might be episodic. <laughs> like there's not yeah, it might be oh, okay. that might be an example. Okay. But I mean like like um the my my media one teacher used the example of Gilligan's Island as episodic because every episode ends when they're in the exact same place. Oh. And the exact same thing. Whereas, so like, like Sopranos is serialized, okay. and today television is far more serialized than it was like fifty years ago, right? Like right. you can watch any episode of the Brady Bunch; it doesn't matter 
what episode, what it happens in. Cause they, they didn't know back then they didn't know when people were going to watch the next episode. So it resets like wrestling back in the day was just matches, mm-hmm. right? Like you can watch like, um, Chicago Historical Society has all these stuff in the like almost the entire run of the Fred Kohler stuff from Chicago, like on YouTube. You can just watch a random episode of the show and there's not like storylines, right? There's stuff that happens in the ring. So you can just watch it to watch a match, but there's no like things that build week to week, which is pretty much how a lot of wrestling was until like the 70s, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, hey, look, uh, JD's here to teach us all, folks. Uh, that was that was good information. I didn't know that there was a difference. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, we'll go to the. Uh, that's so, all my. Uh, that's all my degree is worth, by the way. Just to say yeah, things like that. The, the rest of it's just, it's just ra- paper. Right. Random facts about television. Mm-hmm. Um, so at Rebellion, they're going to do a three-way, which I typically am not okay with because it's usually like in lieu of a of a feud that they're having. But I I don't think that this is like a tournament um, wrestle in to get into three-way. So I'm fine with it. It's I'm good okay. with this. Yeah. Um, and Ace Austin, John Schuyler, and Crazy Steve wrestled to be uh, to get themselves into the three-way at Rebellion. So they're having two different three-ways to get into another three-way kind of wonky but i i think i think it might end up working um ace austin gets the victory here um it, ba- the most important part of this match was um a crazy steve was on skyler's back and he was like biting him and then all of a sudden out of nowhere comes ace austin off the top rope with the fold off of his back a, b- a buff blockbuster shout out buff bagwell um uh, to get the victory uh, i thought this was pretty good um, you know what I noticed in this match stuck out to me is Crazy Steve's a lot bigger than I realized. I noticed, yeah. You, did you notice the two is yeah. I don't know if he's gotten bigger or if Ace Austin is just like I don't want to use from small, but he's just a smaller dude than I realized. Like I've seen him live and I've always been like, Yeah, Ace Austin's a pretty small guy. But I didn't really I, I didn't realize how much how thick Crazy Steve was until I saw him next to Ace Austin. And maybe that's a new thing I just haven't noticed before, but it was I thought it was noticeable tonight. Maybe he's training with the swing man. Got those the ten cc's of a uh, deck of ten cc of Diana Ball right Diana left, Ball, right baby. right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, he he did he did look thick, and I thought that Crazy Steve was good in this match. By so the way, right. I thought he looked good. I don't think he gets enough credit for actually how good he is. But no, um, I agree, he, he is pretty good. Um, Jim Miller interviewed Bupinda Gujar uh, about what he was going for. Um, which I don't, that doesn't make any sense. She said, um, out of all the things you've done so far, what would you like to do next? And he goes, well, I've won two matches against Skylar. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he hasn't done much lady. What are we was, talking about? He was honest. <laughs> like you, it was, it was like the strangest pretext for an interview I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, What do you want to do? I don't know. Like something. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I've won. I've won two matches against the same person in two months. But um, and then Raj Singh approached him and asked why he's been ignoring him. But suddenly, Larry D of all people, which got a good response out of you into my DMs. Why am um, I watching Larry D? Because <laughs> Larry D left the company literally not that long ago, like, like a month ago. Right? Like a month ago, and he's back on the show. Like, <laughs> yeah. does anybody ever really leave this company? Like, it never. No. <laughs> and you, you, you DM me like, why? Why is Larry D here? And I go, well, I mean, he's from. I think he's from kentucky so and he didn't have anything else to do so they just booked him so well it's just weird to me because like larry d left right and we have people on the roster that could be doing this stuff like i could be watching zicky dice doing this and getting beat up which is always fun but the guy that's no that made this thing about i'm leaving impact it's like are you i'm watching (laughs) the show you're not like you look like you're here to me yeah and then it looked like they were gonna make out at the end of this like him and and uh 
Gujar, I, I, I can never pronounce the name. Yeah, they like got head to head, and I, I honest to God thought they were gonna kiss for a second. It was really uncomfortable. I've, I've, I, Mike, you're you're an adult male. Have, yeah. I assume you've had your fair share of fisticuffs. Yeah. Have you ever pressed forehead to forehead with another man and like twisted back and forth before actually fighting them? No, no, that never happened. Me no. neither. It was yeah. weird. It was very yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It might have been more interesting if they kissed, but I would have been more entertained <laughs> at that moment, to be honest with you. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, looks like we're gonna get uh, Gujar versus Larry D coming up soon. Uh, Violent by Design cut a promo about winning the titles and having uh, taken the power control from the Good Brothers, uh, claiming the only reason they had the titles was because they watched their back and picking their shot to take the titles. Um, that whole deal had been by design, uh, which they said over and over again. So, uh, so good, good little promo here. Eric Young controlling his narrative. <laughs> yeah, it's the CYN portion of Impact. <laughs> I, I am convinced. I am now convinced the Eric Young character is basically him picking on EC the way EC3 always talks. <laughs> yeah, it's just hazing EC3. That's what I feel like this whole yeah. thing is. Is like this is just a, ga- a trillion narrative gag, <laughs> which I think a trillion narrative is a gag. So you know I, it kind of works. The whole thing is a joke, so make fun of it every chance you get, um, which we will do later on Patreon. By cannot way. wait. I have a, cannot I have wait. Note. I have a note. Something happened to them by another company that we like to make fun of. Um, so this is going to be great. Um, I'm, I'm really I got interested. I I got another thing too for a trillion narrative that I'm going to talk about too. I love. Oh, nice. I love it. People are mad about control your narrative's existence, and I think mm. it's great. I think we have to have control your narrative because we need more funny shit to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there needs to be more bad <laughs> so we can appreciate the good. Yes, absolutely. Um, Tasha Steele, Savannah Evans, and The Influence, they uh, they took on um, – oh, they're, they're in the oh, – what the hell was this? With Caleb. Eight, yeah, eight they took tag. on – sorry. The, so in The, the Observer – Whenever they're talking about the match, they will put it in bold, right? Like the competitors, it'll say, so-and-so defeated so-and-so. Like, that's the next segment, right? Well, in this one, they have one team in bold, and then below that, the next team is in just regular font. So it screwed me all up, and it doesn't say defeated, but... Um, Get your shit together, Garza. Yeah, what are you doing, Garza? You're screwing me all up. Uh, but Mickey James, Chelsea Green, and The Inspiration uh, defeated Tasha Steele, Savannah Evans, and The Influence. Actually, yes, that's exactly what happened. Okay. Um, match had a heated start when Lee and McKay rushed Ashwood, but the latter was able to bring uh, the match to the corner and cut off McKay when Evans took the tag. McKay managed to tag in Lee for some double-team work on Evans, uh, but The Influence were there to to trip Lee and cut her off. Uh, they had some quick tags from the heels. Uh, James cleared everyone from the ring, but Steele's got her with a cutter. The same way she lost the, the title at Sacrifice. When James tried to tag in green, Caleb pulled her off the ring, only to get a low blow in return. Oh, so the whole deal of this match, by the way, I forgot to mention, was that green was dressed exactly like Mickey James. So she's kind of doing the whole stalkerish thing of Mickey, so that's, that's where this whole thing is going. Which is um, a callback... Which is yes. a callback to Mickey James being Trish Stratus's stalker, right? Yes. Right. Yes. I actually thought she was fully committing to the cowboy Bob Orton thing with this <laughs> with this cast that's not going anywhere. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, she's going for it. She's a cow. Oh no, she's Mickey. Okay. Yeah. Um, back in the ring, James hit the Mick DT on Steels for the win, pinning the champion. Um, so yeah, there was a, there was a lot going on here. There's like four different stories happening at once. It was kind of a cluster, um, but James got the victory here. What'd you think? It's fine. 
it's yeah. whatever. Um, do you remember the McDLT from McDonald's? I do. Yeah. That's every every time I hear the McDT, it, I my brain immediately goes back to the sandwich that McDonald's had for like a year in the late '80s. That for some reason, I can't seem to get out of my mind because my brain is full of useless factoids. Yeah, you, that's it. That's how. I, that's what I think of this match. So you've had a week full of things that have pissed you off. Would that be accurate? Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'm Kinda. gonna I'm going to I'm going to piss you off right now. Oh, okay. late on me. So, I mean, it's um, why not again? Yeah, why not again? So we're, you know, we have this move coming up to Hawaii and we're negotiating with the housing office there on the base. Okay. Okay. And um right now they want to offer us a 1900 square foot house, three bedroom, two and a half bath, right? For uh, you know, uh it's just us and our daughter. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. But there's no yard. What do you mean no yard? It's a townhome. Kind of a Oh, okay. Okay. We got we got a dog, so now we we have to complain about them giving us a nineteen hundred square foot house for free that we just get to live in in Hawaii. So (laughs) I just wanted to like we're we're, I keep getting emails from the the housing lady, so I'm sorry for looking at my phone so much. But that's fine. I keep looking at my dog to see what he's chewing on. Um, that doesn't that doesn't piss me off. It makes me entertains me because you're gonna have to walk that thing. Yeah. Like you're gonna like I have to it's, do it because I got a puppy. You're gonna have to get up at like two in the morning and go walk your dog on the yeah. beach or whatever. So I'm not gonna feel sorry for you. But <laughs> yeah, our our dog thankfully uh, is crate trained. So like she sleeps in her crate overnight and doesn't hardly ever have to go to the bathroom overnight. So my three month my three month old dog who comes from a, a a foster that did a great job with him to be honest with you. But apparently he, he believes he needs to sleep in bed with us even though we've mm. had him for five days. Like he was hanging out with my wife. I said, come on, time to go to bed. And he looked at me like, screw that. I stay here. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You've been here for two days. You think you own the place already? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the way dogs are, man. They, Freeloader. They love to cuddle. They do. Um, I So next we get a promo from Jonah that he cut about defeating PCO. And um, he said PCO was supposed to be a monster. And instead, um, he didn't believe in monsters, but monsters believed in him and that he broke PCO's neck and showed the world that PCO was human after all. I freaking loved this promo. I love Jonah. I think he's incredible. I love everything that he's doing, man. Um, I am excited about everything that he's got going on. Is PCO legit injured? I forget. No. No, just make, just making yeah. sure. No, I know no. He, he's on. No, this whole thing was a thing to get him away from honor no more. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I works I for me. I have a theory as to like I have multiple theories as to why uh, that is that we'll, we'll we'll get into later. But it looks like he's a baby face. He's away from honor no more. He's and, PCO uh, and he's PCO. Yeah, uh, he was full blown baby face in that match with Jonah too. By the way, and the way that they left it with him being too tough for his own good, that was full blown baby face. So, mm. uh, I think um, I can't. I think I read somewhere that they're trying to build. I don't think it's coming up next week, but I think they're trying to build for Philadelphia, like a street fight or something like that with Jonah. So, Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bullet Club came down to the ring. Carl Anderson took the microphone first, introduced the team, uh, Gallows, and then he gave it to Gallows and said they're putting the tag team division on notice, and even the Briscoe brothers are opponent for the Multiverse show. Uh, Gallows, Gallows told Violent by Design they were going for their titles. Then White brought up that he defeated Alex Shelley at Sacrifice. The man that was his mentor and offered him to come down to two sweet him. And then Shelly walked out, told uh, Jamie, Jamie White, I guess that's his real name, that he wasn't bothered that he lost because he and White went to war and acknowledged that White was indeed the best pro wrestler in the world. 
But nonetheless, he was disappointed that White was disrespectful towards him because of their history together. Uh, White told him uh, that it had never been personal. It was all business, but the White uh, Shelley knew was gone. He had grown. And then uh, Chris Bay said that, uh, you know, you're, you must be stupid because you're all they're all alone. And then all of a sudden, Chris uh, Chris Saban comes out, and the next thing you know, the Motor City Machine Guns challenge uh, Chris Bay and Jay White to a match next week. So I I cannot tell you how excited I am for that. I love the Motor City Machine Guns. Jay White and Chris Bay are an excellent team as well. Uh, that should that should be awesome. I thought Alex, Alex Shelley absolutely killed this promo. Oh my god! I thought incredible. he was like this was. In a week where we've had really good promos, right? There's been really good promos in oh, wrestling yeah. this week. Um, I thought Alex Shelley's was right up there, man. I was mm-hmm. just like, this is awesome. Like, he made this line. He goes, you go to AEW? The company started by the Young Bucks? Yeah, my fingerprints are on them, too. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes, they are, my friend. You are 100% correct. He's absolutely correct, yeah. The Motor City Machine Guns, one of the most influential tag teams of the last decade. Or yeah. last generation, I should say. And then when Okada came to TNA, Shelley was the one that looked after him, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and helped him along the way. And um, Okada is very grateful to Shelley. So, um, I yeah, I th- I thought that he he made some very good points. I thought it was a really 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 good interview, and I'm super excited for next week, man. Oh, it's going to be um, awesome. I've been yeah. preaching for more Motor City Machine Guns forever. I'm glad he's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think the team at this point in their careers, I think the team is is I think the sum is better than the parts. I really do. I do too. Uh, backstage, uh, Alexander asked Demore, um, asked him why it wasn't him to take on Edwards tonight. Demore told him that he wanted to focus on the world title, but since Alexander wanted a match, he gave him Matt Taven next week. So uh, Taven versus Alexander next week. Next week's looking pretty stacked. By the yes, way. it is. Yes, it yeah. is. Uh, we had we had heavy heavy promos tonight with a couple of good matches, but the next week looks like it's pretty much like if matches are your thing, like you you just want to show loaded with matches, you're gonna get that next week. So I like the balance. Yeah, I, I like that I we're balancing too. it. Yeah, I like that things are are different. You know, like that's good. I like that. Yeah, uh, Millerview interviewed Deanna Perrazzo and asked if she felt remorse about re-injuring Green's arm. Um, oh yeah, so that's the whole thing that's coming out of sacrifice that uh, Perrazzo injured Green's arm, and Green uh, showed her X-rays, saying that she had a broken wrist again. But it turns out those X-rays, as discovered by Gerard Bear Down Brian himself, uh, well, well done, Brian. Yes, did investigative journalism and uh, and found out that those were indeed taken from 2021. Uh, so <laughs> she's fucking so, everybody. <laughs> when I made a doc, I made a wrestling documentary once, and uh, the, one of the dude, a pro, I am a wrestling documentary, and in the documentary, one of the dudes is talking about when he broke his neck. And um, I said, did you have any x-rays or MRIs of that? He's like, dude, it was like five years ago. I don't have any of that shit. So I looked it up and I, I was Google searched it. And I found this nasty broken, this nasty MRI of a broke, a gorilla's broken neck. And I put it in the documentary. And then I remember I was at the, the screening of them. Everybody went, ooh, when they showed it. <laughs> I was like, mission accomplished, baby. Yeah, yeah. That, that works, man. That you work works. them. It's a work, yeah, man. It's a work, baby. Let's do it. Um, so, uh, Perazzo, uh, so she felt remorse. Perazzo said she did for a second, but that'll never happen and warned everyone that whoever wants to challenge her, they will suffer too. And the next thing you know, Giselle Shaw, tallest woman in the world comes in. She's tall. Yeah. And Lady Frost approached her and then they were bickering about some stupid nonsense. Anyway, three way next week. So there you go. Lady Frost eating a pen. Yeah, poor old Lady Frost. Uh, also for next week, Rhino and Steve Macklin, which should be interesting. Uh, Alexander and Taven, plus uh, Motor City Machine Guns versus Chris Bay and Jay White. So that's a stacked-ass card, man. Is Rhino and Macklin interesting? I mean, Rhino is moving 
very very slowly these he, days he is but w- so w- the one thing that i will say for rhino he's moving very slowly <clears throat> when he gets out there the crowd eats it up the crowd just loves that guy i mean his match with eddie edwards um you got to watch sacrifice right you got to watch I a did. Little bit of it yeah so the match with eddie was mostly smoke and mirrors but anything rhino good did, person mm-hmm. yeah Anything Rhino did, man, the crowd was super into it. I think that Macklin can work around some of his inabilities. So this is what I'm curious about Macklin, because we've liked what we've seen from Macklin. And most times what we see wrestling against is offensive stuff. We like the offensive stuff. Yeah. Eddie Edwards, damn good professional wrestler, right? Knows how to work a match veteran. I really want to see what Macklin can get out of a broken down Rhino. Yeah. Like, let's see what, what kind of a worker Steve Macklin really is. I think it's going to be an interesting test for him. I really do. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I really do too, and I'm um, looking forward to it. But you know, Macklin's my guy, so he's your guy. Yeah. Um. So next, uh, we had a very good main event, man. They gave Eddie Edwards and Rich Swan a lot of time, and um, really, really good back and forth match. Um, you know, we'll we'll go ahead and go here towards the towards the end. So, um, back in the ring, both men traded strikes with Swan getting the better of Edwards with a jumping clothesline and a kick combo, followed by a neckbreaker and a kick for a two count. Swan hit a standing Frankensteiner for another two count, but uh, he when he went for the Phoenix Splash, Edwards cut him off and hit the backpack stunner into the single leg Boston Crab. Uh, Edwards and Swan went back to strikes and kicks until both men collapsed. Edwards went for a Tiger Driver, but Swan reversed it into a roll up for a two count. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Swan turned into a blue th- turned a blue thunder turned into a blue thunder into a head scissor takedown, uh, but Edwards reversed into a poison rana into the blue thunder driver nonetheless. So he had him on his on his shoulders essentially, and then turned it into a blue thunder bomb. And cool. Edwards Edwards hit a tiger driver for a near fall. Swan cut Edwards with a cutter and then a lethal injection, so back to back cutters for another near fall. I uh, went for the Phoenix Splash, but Edwards moved, hit a running uh, lariat, and then uh, he hit the um, the Boston E Party, followed by the Die Hard Driver for the win in a very good match. Uh, and Honor No More came out to celebrate with Edwards to close up the show. Um, damn good episode, I thought. Damn good. Yeah, I like the finish. Um, I don't know everybody doing like the hands of the the, the kendo stick was a little weird, but I did like I did like Honor No More in there and yeah. winning out the day. I like keeping Eddie strong. Rich Swan, great worker in there, man. It's, I really, really, really like this match a lot. I thought it was, it gave it a lot of time. I remember when I was watching this, I said, oh, our main event. I, I pressed pause and checked. I guess yeah. 26 minutes left to go on this show. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a long main, that's a long impact main event. And it was really good, though. I was yeah. entertained greatly by it. So, yeah, good, me too. good show this week, man. Yeah. And kudos to, uh, kudos to the Louisville crowd. Because yes. they, they were hot for all the sacrifice. I think PW Insider reported to much to my like shock because I I've kind of gotten into this thing that um, Wrestle Ticks and uh, Lavi Margolin have been doing. So I'm trying to do it for Impact. Or I'm like counting up the seats so that way I can have accurate reporting. And the reason why I'm doing that is because last week on Patreon I kind of made fun of Impact's ticket sales for Philadelphia, and I said that they'd only sold 50 tickets. And then I went and counted, and they had sold actually 250 tickets. Still not good. So I've, I've gone through, and I, I've counted up tickets. Well, they didn't actually have that many reserved seats on sale, so they sold a ton of general admission tickets, which is good for good for Impact. So about seven, 800 people there uh, for Sacrifice. And I don't, I don't know how many people they had for the next night, but they stayed hot the whole night. So uh, kudos to them. They're actually going back there, I think, in um, July, August time frame. So. They should. I think that um... – an engaged fan base is, is often when you're doing TV wrestling, especially an engaged fan base is more crucial than a, just a big fan base. Cause you see a lot of those 
WWE shows, sometimes those crowds get, you know, you yeah. can have 10, 12, 20, 10, 12,000 people in the crowd, but if there's not any engagement, what is it? Like, look, like the dynamite last night, it was the smallest crowd they played for outside of Daly's place in a long time. Right. It's like 2000 people in the building. Yeah. But when Jeff Hardy came out, it was loud, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? So yeah. engagement, that's what it's about. And these, these Louisville fans have been great. Like yeah. it's good. It's real good. It should be a regular stop for impact because don't they, go back to Sam's place, Sam's town, whatever that place is called. <laughs> yeah. Or if they do it like once a year or I mean, move to the strip. If you're going to go back to Vegas, move, move to the strip, oh, but those crowds were God awful there. Yeah. Yeah, they were. But uh, yeah, this, this was a, a very good episode. Um, so if you're listening to this on Apple podcasts and Spotify, go ahead and stick around. You're going to hear my, uh, my solo review. Well, I went solo on that ass. Uh, and uh, reviewing Sacrifice. I got up at like 5.30 in the morning to record that podcast, by the way. So uh, everybody should appreciate it 10 times more with the amount of coffee I had in my system to do. I do. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and if you're on a Patreon, stick around for a minute. We're, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, kick into some news. So hold on just a sec. But in the end, there's a reason they call him a wrestling god because every time he's been tested, he comes out on top with his Impact World Championship. Anthony, what he did here, I know he took a beating, but what an effort. And an incredible effort. Wait a minute. That's Josh Alexander. Sorted out, Moose. See, I got another contract right here. 
This is a contract for the main event of Rebellion. Moose against Josh Alexander. Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert. And once again, going solo on that ass, but it's still the same. We're talking Impact Wrestling Sacrifice. Uh, as you just heard, big news coming out of the Sacrifice show. Josh Alexander, he, he showed up at the end there after Moose had defeated Heath and attacked Moose, uh, announced that he has re-signed and with Impact, he's re-signed a multiple-year deal. And he will be facing Moose at Rebellion, man. And I think that's awesome. I think that's great news. And I'm really glad that they ended the show this way because, you know, I've made it pretty clear. I have not been shy about this. I did not see Heath as being a viable contender or a viable, you know, person for that should be in the main event against Moose. Um, I felt that Chris Saban or Rich Swan would have been a better choice there, but it's what we got moose had a dominant victory over heath and um and josh came in josh returned and he sent the he sent the fans home happy so that's uh that's great news and it capped off what was uh, a pretty good show in my opinion um i I've, i felt like no surrender was a little bit better um hard to kill was a little bit better than that but you know it was you know as far as i'm concerned impact in 2022 they're three for three, man. They uh, they've been putting on really good shows this year, and uh, and if you're listening to this and you're just more of a a, a passive viewer of Impact, or you don't even really watch Impact, you just kind of like the show. And there are a few of those people. Um, I'd encourage you to go check this one out, man. Um, uh, you know, Impact Plus is only seven ninety nine, or if you go onto their YouTube, I think you can get their YouTube Premium service for four ninety nine. And uh, No Surrender and Sacrifice are back to back. You know, really good shows, and both of them have uh, done a pretty good job of uh, promoting the upcoming uh, Rebellion pay-per-view on April 23rd in uh, the Mid-Hudson Civic Center there in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. And um, that should be a big crowd too, big crowd for impact standards. So, um, but a lot, you know, lots to get into. Um, I also wanted to talk about, there's some more news uh, coming out of uh, Sacrifice. Uh, Jake something, he, uh, he, his contract has, uh, not been renewed. It's expired with impact. So he's no longer an impact wrestler, uh, even though he had challenged for the X division title tonight, I guess they just couldn't come to a deal that's being reported by Sean Ross Sapp. Um, but the two sides are f- still friendly. They could work something out. Anything could happen. He could always come back, but I think he's going to test the free agent market and good for him. If that's the case. Um, and he went out on a high note too. They didn't, uh, they didn't do what they normally do with, with pro prospective free agents and just bury them over and over again on the way out. Not, not bury, but you know, they, they typically lose a a string of matches before they get out. But in this case, they actually built Jake up to be a viable contender and they made him a very interesting uh, character. And uh, he went after Trey Miguel for the X division title came up short and, uh, but the match was incredible, which we'll get into in a little bit, but uh, he, uh, he is no longer in uh, impact wrestling as of right now, but that could always change. They could come to an agreement uh, later um, personally. And this is a you know big shout out to JD. I'd like to see him go to pro wrestling. Noah, uh, they're bringing in guy jeans again. He can keep all of his, you know, U.S. independent dates. He can go do some tours over in Noah. I think they could use a, a guy like him. I think he'd fit in pretty well there. And uh, we've been saying that for a long time, but I think now more than ever um, would, would be a perfect time for him to go over there. He just fits in. Uh, he fits in well over there. So I, I'd really be excited to see that. Uh, also, um, we had new tag team champions, uh, Violent by Design of Eric Young and Joe Doring, defeated the Good Brothers. And then after the show was over, 
Good Brothers talking about the countdown to fuck town again, which is what they did whenever they got released from WWE. Their contracts expire on July 15th. And per, you know, their social media, you can't really buy into what's going on. Um, they're clearly, they're clearly starting something, but um, I, uh, you know, I think impact is going to want to resign these guys. I have not been happy with a lot of their work over the last year, but um, I can't deny that they're uh, a valuable property for impact. Um, if, if AEW wanted them, I'm sure that they would go because that's where a lot of their friends are uh, and they like to be on the big stage, but AEW, it would, it would just be a waste of money for AEW and that's nothing against the good brothers, but AEW has so many good tag teams. They have so many big stars. Um, and I, I think the good brothers would love to make a lot of money and then just not be important and just chill. I think they'd be really happy with that. Um, they're not really guys that really care about, you know, titles and being in meaningful feuds and stuff like that. They just kind of want money and, uh, and they want to go to work and, and have fun doing it. And I respect that. And, uh, I, I, I wish they would take, um, take their impact run a little bit more seriously as far as some of their in-ring stuff, but that's just who they are. So more power to them, I guess, uh, can't be mad at that, but, um, you know, I, I think impact is going to want to resign them. I'm sure they'll negotiate. And if they don't come to a deal, I won't be heartbroken. Honestly. Um, it's, they, they have opened some doors for impact as far as AEW. And as far as uh, new Japan is concerned, I think, you know, Scott Demore has admitted as much that they were a big part of bridging those gaps there specifically with new Japan. But, um, you know, now that those, those doors have been opened and those business relationships are, are in place, I, if, if the good brothers walked and, uh, I think that me personally, just as a viewer and as a podcaster, I'd be fine with that. So I, I don't think they would hurt my experience, um, in the least bit if, uh, if they were no longer an impact and, uh, and that's not me knocking them overall, but I, I, I think that there's um, better teams out there. So, um, and better teams that, um, appreciate the in-ring work uh, a lot more than um, than the good brothers but the good brothers are valuable outside of the ring meaning you know doing media events and and you know getting people to come to the shows and stuff like that they do a good job there but um you know they might be able to find some more people look the the free agent pool is as deep as it's ever been and uh, there's a lot of people out there that are looking for contracts so uh, they might be able to find some folks but uh, that's going to do it for the news uh, portion of of this uh, solo edition of brace for impact let's go ahead and get on into uh, sacrifice like i said sacrifice is really good i i was not honestly i was not looking forward to this show mainly because you know anytime you have a week main event on a on a on a show that you have to pay for i i'm not i'm not going to be excited about it but uh despite the week main event um i i think they sent everybody home happy and there was a, a three matches that i'd put four stars or above easy and um and we'll go ahead and get into that so on the pre-show we had lady frost defeat uh giselle shaw which surprised me um i know giselle is somebody that they're getting behind and for her to lose this quickly was uh was was pretty shocking to me, um, but everybody seemed to like the match, and um, these two work well together. Uh, Shaw or uh, Lady Frost uh, hit the frostbite, which is her twisting moonsault for the victory, and that was very impressive looking. So, go check that out. Uh, we had Rich Swan and Willie Mack defeated OGK, and I thought this was a very good match, and I really want to see these guys win again, or not win again, but compete again. Um, I, I would have went with OGK in this one just because I think that they're viable tag team title contenders, nothing against Swan and Mac, but, um, they're, these guys are a little bit newer and I, I felt like you could probably get behind them, but 
you know, hey, I love Sonoma Mac too. So um, they they gave us a really good match. And boy, was this little, uh, you know Louisville crowd hot. Uh, they got really hot for this match. They stayed hot the whole night. Um, a, a very good match. Taven hit a DDT on Mac as he was reentering the ring, and this led to the heels working on Mac for a period. Eventually, Mac made a hot tag to Swan, who hit moves on both uh, Bennett and Taven. Mac and Swan then hit a assisted bulldog on Taven for a two count. OGK fought back, got a near fall on Swan after Death Valley driver running in combo. OGK tried to hit their proton pack, but uh, double team finish, but Swan countered into a pinning combination and got the three count. Also, uh, during that moment, um, you know, Willie Mack helped out with that when he did a pound. So that was that was really cool. Good, 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 good match. Uh, go to your way to check that out. That one was free on YouTube. So I think everybody should check it out. All right. Uh, now the sacrifice event on Impact Plus kicks off with X Division champion Trey Miguel defeating the the I guess the now departing uh, Jake something. And boy, they let this guy go out on a on a really good note because this match was just incredible. Um, I I think I had this at four stars, but if somebody said it was more than four stars, I'd be I'd be okay with that. They just they really tore the house down. The crowd was so hot for it. Um, uh, something countered a DDT attempt and then hit him with a backbreaker for a two count. Miguel then hit a kick, which caused something to roll out on the floor. Miguel then hit a running sunset flip bomb on the outside. Back in the ring, something countered the armbar attempt to do a buckle bomb and followed it up with another power bomb for a two count. He went for another power bomb, but Miguel countered into a meteora. Uh, Miguel then hit another meteora while something was uh, dropped on the ropes in the corner and got the three count. Just an incredible match. Uh, Trey Miguel is a great champion. Um, and Jake something was an awesome contender. And I really hope that um, impact is able to resign him. And if they do, they, they need to get behind him and, and push him because I think he's worth it. I think the guy could be money for this company. Um, they don't have a lot of baby faces right now. And he is, uh, and he's a very good baby face. Uh, Eddie Edwards uh, defeated Rhino. So Eddie Edwards had uh, his group uh, honor no more with him. And then uh, Rhino obviously had a uh, Chris Saban, William Mack and Rich Swan. This match was okay. It was a lot of smoke and mirrors, uh, a lot of interference on the outside, a lot of uh, not really interference, but the 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 two factions were fighting around ringside, um, and that really kind of gave some time to the match because you know, look, Rhino looks like he's pretty beat up, so they had a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors. So the whole experience was fun, and then at the end, um, while the referee was distracted with everybody fighting on the outside, Steve Macklin came down, hit a uh, double arm DDT on Eddie Edwards, grabbed a kendo stick, and then started whacking Rhino. And as he was leaving, as he he's he was telling Rhino, that's because you guys all thought that uh, it was going to be me that turned on you, but it turned out it was Eddie. So he's still hot over that. He's uh, they he's mad at them for thinking that he would turn on them. And then eventually he just turned on them anyway. <laughs> so but he didn't like he joined on it no more. So uh, I, I get it. Maybe they're just not ready for him to be a baby face or they're going to, you know, um, do a more of a slow burn. But right now he's doing the whole Steve Austin thing, kind of like what W. Morrissey was doing uh, not that long ago. And it works for Morrissey. He's a great baby face. So. Um, next we got the influence, um, defeated. This surprised me too. defeated the inspiration. Um, in the back, they told Caleb, he wasn't allowed out because they don't want him to be a distraction. So, which told you that Caleb was coming out. And then eventually he did come out. Um, uh, Dashwood fought back and hit her spotlight kick on, uh, but Lee kicked out at two. Caleb then came to ringside as we all knew he would. And despite being told not to Lee then hit a spinning back kick for a two count. Caleb then tossed the title belt in the ring, although it wasn't clear who he was giving it to, uh, Dashwood picked it up, hit Lee and then pinned her to get the tag team titles. So what, what happened was Caleb, uh, kind of sig signaled over. So to Neil Dashwood and, uh, 
Cassie Lee were in the ring together. He signaled over and while they were both looking at him and uh, he slid the belt. Cassie Lee thought he was giving it to her, but it went under her legs and um, Tennille Dashwood picked it up and hit her for the, uh, for the victory there. Um, this, this is probably the, the worst match of the night, I would say. And it's not that to say that it was a bad match, but it was all kind of building around this whole Caleb thing. And the fact that the influence won, means we're going to get more of these matches. And, uh, you know, I was on COVID side whenever they kept, uh, they, they kept uh, delaying the matches, but is what it is, man. We've got new tag team champions. I don't exactly agree with it. Inspiration was over like hell though. Uh, the crowd was really into them um, and they've been doing a good job. You know, Santino Morella out of nowhere shows up. I guess they're calling him Anthony Corelli here, which is his real name. He's been on the show before, but um he gave a he gave heath a pep talk and uh he would come out to do commentary for the main event later uh, i don't know if he's working here or what but he's a toronto guy so he's not coming all the way over to louisville for no reason so we'll, we'll see what's going on there uh brian myers uh had his own personal commentary table um, and he was about to announce the next match uh, but doing so uh, he decided to make fun of w morrissey who was apparently listening backstage and he came out and he went to go attack Myers, but uh, Myers got away. Security was trying to stop uh, Morrissey, but of course Morrissey powerbombed one of the security guys through the table and then started beating up the rest of them. So um, they're still uh, leading towards something with Morrissey and Myers. And this is a fun segment. It was really cool. Uh, next is my personal favorite match of the night. Uh, I thought this was incredible. It was it was sloppy as hell, but uh, I, th I thought it was just great. Uh, Jonah defeated PCO, and boy, was this brutal. And PCO is full-blown babyface now, by the way. The crowd was just super, super into him. Um, they got back to their feet and exchanged strikes. They then exchanged German suplexes and clotheslines. Jonah took PCO down with a clothesline, but PCO sat up moments after. Jonah then hit a DDT, which PCO no-sold. Uh, Jonah then hit a big vertical suplex uh, and called for his top rope splash, but PCO caught him going to the top and then hit a big Hurricane Rana, which was insane. Uh, PCO then went to the top and hit a big moonsault for a two-count. Jonah escaped to the outside, then dodged a charging PCO, who went headfirst into the steel steps. And then Jonah uh, gave PCO a tombstone on the steel steps, which looked uh, wicked. And then he gave a PCO a powerbomb off the steps to the floor with a nasty, nasty thud. And then he rolled PCO back into the ring, gave him the tsunami, and got the three count. Crowd was just insane for this match. Uh, PCO is a psychopath. Uh, a very, very good match. After the match, um, uh, the kayfabe medical personnel came out to check on PCO, but he brushed them off uh, in a complete babyface move. So, yeah, PCO is full-blown babyface, and I'm, I'm all for it. Another, and in another very good match, um, Jay White defeated alex shelley and this was uh this was a, a classic so if you if you like the big um big hoss fight uh brawling style the the best you'd probably vote for pco you'd probably vote for pco versus um <clears throat> sorry about that yeah so if if you like the big hosses you'd probably go for pco and uh jonah but if you like a pure you know technical style new japan ring of honor style match then you're, you're going to love this one as well. And I loved it too. Um, this might've been the, the match of the night for a lot of people. Um, just a, just an incredible match. And, um, uh, and no, none of the bullet club nonsense that you would normally get from a heel uh, Jay White. 
So in in Impact, he's I, I prefer him in Impact right now than I've preferred him in a New Japan in a while. So uh, we'll go we'll go to the end here. Shelly went back to working on the arm and then hit a step up in Sagiri that took White to the outside. Shelly attempted a dive to the outside, but White countered the move by giving him a blade run to the ring apron. White rolled Shelly back into the ring and attempted to give him a blade runner inside the ring. Shelly countered it into his own version, but White kicked. Uh, Shelly then locked in the Motor City stretch, and White got out of it, hit a blade runner, and got the pin. And then after the match, Shelly offered White a handshake, and then White laughed and then walked away. So big-time heel move there by uh, by Jay White. Incredible match. Go out of your way to check that. Four stars or higher, uh, guaranteed. Uh, next, we got the Champ Champ Challenge. Deanna Prazo defeated Chelsea Green. This is fine. Um, you know, probably one of the better Chelsea Green matches you'll ever see, but uh, and mostly because of Perrazzo. Uh Chelsea seemed to really hurt her arm there. Um, uh, she sold it pretty well, and then Perrazzo went and grabbed the arm, got her an arm bar, and the referee just stopped the match there uh, due to injury. So um, Perrazzo kept the move locked in, and then after the match, Mickey James ran out to chase off Perrazzo, which uh, distracted her for her next match, which was uh, Tasha Steeles. Uh, defeating knockouts world champion Mickey James to get the title. And I'm really excited about this. I, I've been wanting Steels to uh, to be the champion for a while. I felt like, um, you know, Mickey Mickey's run has been flat of late. I know they wanted to keep the title on her longer uh, because of the Royal Rumble stuff, but that rub is gone. And um, so now, now I think that she's going to focus on other things. And Tasha is going to be a great champion. Um so back in the ring, they exchanged strikes in the center of the ring. James hit a Luthez press and a series of clotheslines. She got a two count after a neck breaker. James then hit her Mick DT, dumb name, uh, but Evans got into the ring and distracted the ref. Uh, James kicked Evans in the face, center of the outside. Steals and hit a crucifix bomb for a two count. James then hit a head scissors and started to get back into it. She hit a flapjack, went, up, went to the top rope. Evans grabbed James's foot while the ref was distracted. The momentary distraction cost her a steals countered uh, James dive into a cutter and got the three count. The, uh, the finish of the match did not look good. Um, but, uh, I am not mad that Tasha won with help from the outside. Tasha is a heel guys. Uh, Savannah Evans, of course had to help her. So I, I loved everything about this. I thought it was a good match. Uh, and, uh, poor Tasha was, uh, I think she might've been crying after the match was over. Uh, the, uh, the camera guy had to zoom out a little bit and give her some time. And then she got up and, uh, celebrated. So good stuff. Next match violent by design. Another big surprise, uh, defeated the good brothers, uh, to win the impact world tag team championships. And this was another good brothers match, man. I've been tough on these guys, but last month they had a good match with God, And then here they had another good match. I really dug this. Uh, Doring tagged in and Viola by Design was able to isolate uh, Anderson for a period. Young hit a big high angle Death Valley driver for a two count. Eventually they did a Tower of Doom spot. <laughs> I hate those spots with Doring powerbombing everyone. Moments later, Anderson would hit a spine buster on Doring, but he would pop back up and hit a nasty lariat. Young and Gallows brawled to the outside. Young hit Gallows with a low blow and gave him a pile driver on the stage, taking him out of things. Young got back in the ring, and the Violent by Design hit a powerbomb neckbreaker combo on Anderson for the win. Uh, good, good match. I uh, really dug that. And now we'll go to the main event. Impact World Champion Moose defeating Heath. This was not a bad match. It wasn't a great match either. Um, Heath is a good baby face. Uh, Moose had the upper hand the whole time. Uh, gave him some hope spots, but in the end, hit the lights out for the victory. Um, uh, it was not worthy of pay-per-view. I still think that Chris Saban would have been in a, a better in this spot. They could have had a better match and still got to where they needed to go with Josh coming in to make the save. But, um, but because Alexander ran in and attacked Moose, giving him a C4 spike and cutting the promo, he, they sent the fans home happy. So I can't be mad at that. 
um, overall big, big thumbs up for the show. I, I recommend it to the audience uh, to go out of your way to check this show out though. So impact three for three, man on uh, pay-per-views this year, but Hey, that's going to do it for me this week, guys. And until next week, mahalo.